Hello, and welcome back to the Take Note podcast. We are your hosts, Adrian Fry and myself, Taylor East King. And to, yeah, and today we are going to be introducing a great viol- uh, violist. Whoops. Um, Whoa, violist. Taylor. Yeah, sorry to attack you like that. Man, way to start it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. A great. I'm offended. Violist. Thank um, you. From Boise State University. Um, and you, you're a junior or, or you're a sophomore. I forget. I'm sorry. Sophomore. You're a sophomore at Boise State and you're a, I want to say music ed major or music performance. I'm doing both right now. Oh, wow. Maybe not okay. for, maybe not for much longer, but we'll yeah, see how not. far I get. <laughs> and so this is Kate Nettles. Um, hey guys. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, tell <laughs> us about yourself. I, and talk about myself. Yeah. Just like in general. Yeah, go for it. Do it. Um, I have brown hair right now. No, I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> just give a full profile. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about I'm five, five foot ten. Pixel by pixel. No. Yeah. <laughs> five foot okay. eleven and a half because God thought six feet was too much. <laughs> <laughs> Long legs. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've been playing the viola for 11 years now. Like a long time. I can't even like. Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. But okay, I started on the violin, which is like. Oh, so I was right originally. Okay, that's good. Okay, but hear me out. It's like an area of controversy in like the viola community. Is like people will be like, well, are you like an original violist or are you like an imposter? Like. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. Like for some reason violists have like this idea in their head that like if you didn't start on viola you're not actually a violist that is is sacrilegious it is so dumb because i played violin for a year and i've been playing viola for like 11 so i'm like (laughs) how does it make it make sense literally most of my life (laughs) yeah but anyways, yeah, I'm okay. a violist, <laughs> and I yeah. identify as a violist. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably controversial. Please don't cancel me. Oh, I'm good, trying not to be insensitive. Yeah, but, and um, um, you are you're good friends with Ava Camillo, right? Camilo. Yes. Oh, Camilo. Yes. No, I listened to your podcast with her. <laughs> And she has a <laughs> very strong opinions yes, about like she does. the Bach cello suites. And if, okay, yes, I just want to clear suites. one thing up. I am not the viola she is talking about. Oh, really? When <laughs> I am no, I in no way claim that the Bach cello suites were written for viola. Uh. <laughs> so she was not talking about me. I want to clear that up. <laughs> it's fake news. Yes, fake news. We're gonna have to bring her on and just be like, hey. Ava, you have to clear the air on this. No, I yeah, literally we'll talked a drama to her. Podcast. No, I called her. I was All right, like, "What's the tea, ladies?" <laughs> oh, that no, would be I called great. her on the phone, and I was like, "You weren't talking about me, right?" Because I've never claimed that. And she's like, "No, I wasn't talking about you." So we're still best friends. Don't worry, you guys. Cool. <laughs> Your Glad podcast didn't break know. us up yet. <laughs> <laughs> it might after this episode she might be like oh my god <laughs> be like yeah we're done <laughs> <laughs> and i'd be like you know what that's valid no, see well, you later. <laughs> I, I totally get it yeah but yeah so <laughs> um yeah Sweet. i'm a big advocate for the viola as taylor knows 
we've gotten into a couple fights about it, to be honest. Yes, yes we have. But they've always been fun. But yes, mm-hmm. big advocate for the viola. You know, yeah. my experience with writing viola, I really struggle with it. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's it's funny. It is... It, it it's kind of sad um because <laughs> it's 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 poorly designed and there's no way around it um and the the, the viola the, the violin is proportionate exactly what it needs to be um the cello exactly what it needs to be the bass exactly what it needs to be the viola technically needs to be larger for it to resonate as well as the other instruments and that's why it gets the short end of the stick Sorry, the short end of the bow, because the <laughs> oh, sorry about my dogs, um, because the um, it it lacks resonance because it, it's not big enough. And if it were bigger, then it couldn't fit under your chin. And if um, but if if you put it on the ground, then you look really awkward with your legs like spread and you're trying to play like yeah. a cello. Put it on the chair. Yeah. Um. And so it it's it's really it's really disappointing because it's not it's not as well constructed as the other instruments because it's not, it it can't be. Um, and so as composers, we have to just deal with that fact, um, and make it a beautiful instrument, you know? And, and that's not attacking you. Like it's a wonderful, beautiful instrument. And I'm, my words are tasting like vinegar coming out of my mouth because I don't like that (laughs) instrument. Um, <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm kidding. It's it's just hard to write for, right? It's really difficult to know what to give them because it's it doesn't sound like the cello. It doesn't sound like the violin. Yeah, right. I think that gives it an interesting uh, aspect as well, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's a very what I was woody texture. Say. Yeah, yeah, it's like reminds me of English you're... horn. Yeah, or low I can oboe. See that. Yeah, but yeah, you're completely right that like. If the viola was to be constructed right, it would be, like, a lot longer and a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that's what makes it so cool. Is, like, it's not like any other instrument, you know? Like, it's the imperfect instrument. And, like, it has its role. And, like, you know, especially, like, symphonies, mm-hmm. it has its place, orchestra music. But I think, like, solo work is so amazing. And you guys know Hindemith, obviously, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Great he was, like, a... concert band symphony. Yep. Yeah. He's an amazing composer, but mm-hmm. he's written some really great stuff for viola. And I think it's just because he accepted the fact that, like, the viola is so individual in the way that it sounds. Like, you can do so many cool things with it. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's, like, really awesome. What are some of the cool things you can do with it? <laughs> I'm like, wow, there's so many. But, like, okay. I might get canceled for this, but you know, my time was coming. But <laughs> time. Oh my gosh. If Dr. Hodges listens to this, he's gonna like come for me, I swear. But like <laughs> in my opinion, which you know, I'm a sophomore in college, not super credible, but I've heard it from other musicians too, is the viola is the most like the human voice. And no, hear me out, Taylor, I see your face. Watch it okay. there, buddy. <laughs> I'm I'm perplexed. Of, I'm no, interested a lot of in what people you're saying. Think, a lot of people think it's the cello, but like the cello is an octave too low, which obviously, if you take it up an octave, sure. what is that? It's a viola. <laughs> it's a better like, sounding viola. I mean, sorry, it's a viola. Hey, Taylor, watch it. <laughs> Jesus, Taylor, you're ruthless today. 
No, but like, honestly, (laughs) when I am like playing a new piece, like Linda's a big fan of this. Like she has me sing it Mm -hmm. just because like Mm -hmm. they're so similar and they sound so similar. It's just like really awesome. But yeah, I think that's why I like trombone choir music so much is because I feel like the trombone is very similar to like the human voice. Mm-hmm. Not not so much like bass trombone, but yeah, like tenor say, trombone. Yeah, I would it's, agree with uh, that. Yeah, it's it it really does sound like the human voice. And when you listen to uh, "Sleep" by Eric Whitaker for t- uh, trombone choir, I actually like it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And of course, then I, choir. I'm biased, but yeah, a little yeah. bit biased there. Um, you know, it's it's, in, it's interesting. Um, one thing. there's this piece that um is pretty well known in the saxophone community it's called the uh it's it's called sonata in c-sharp minor by fernandra de crook um and it was also written for viola both Mm. alto saxophone and viola not simultaneously but it is the most gorgeous piece in all of saxophone history in my professional junior and college opinion um (laughs) But like it, it's it's absolutely gorgeous, and I've listened to it with viola, and it is amazing, and I genuinely like don't understand why, um, how 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 it is that they can write for such an imperfect instrument so freaking well, mm-hmm. um, like h- how do they make it sound gorgeous? So for you, um, what pieces have you played orchestra solo? Uh, chamber music that you think best suits your instrument and shows off its capabilities yeah i might be a little biased um probably (laughs) just okay so last year i played this piece called concerto in c minor by york bowen and york bowen was a violist and a french horn player um i think from england but i'm not 100 percent sure but there's something about C minor that just fits the viola so well. Like, it's just really amazing. Okay. Oh, it's all good. No, it's you're good. good. We, can, we can hear you. Okay. <laughs> but it just, like, really shows the range of the instrument. You start the piece by playing this, like, beautiful open C. And it just goes all the way up to, like, a C5, I think, like, within, like, the first, like, 12 measures. And it's just, like, so amazing. Because I don't think a lot of composers utilize the C string on the viola. Like, mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of stuff that is on the C string, which is really sad because the C string is, like, my favorite string. Yeah, so what we did with um, Ava is we went through the four strings on the instrument and we talked about their characteristics. Could you do that? Yeah, it's actually very similar for the cello and the viola, but the C string is just very deep, rich. Is I'm it gonna just... C3? That one? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so. It is C3. And so that but is yeah. your lowest note? Yes. Unless you do That's... the detuning strings thing. Yeah, but we cool. don't really do that for the C string. Okay. I don't really know of any pieces that like take a lower. What is that called again? Retuning. No, there's a fancy word for it because musicians are pretentious. I mean, fa- fancy. 
You know, I have literally no idea. Drop tuning? There's a there's yeah. a fancy word for it. I know it. Um, my friend Barrett had me uh, do something with that. I just forget what it's called. Yeah, I but anyway, cannot tell you. So the C string, it's it's to me, it's like really dark and rich. Mm -hmm. um, so, what? Why do you feel that it is underutilized? You know, I feel like a lot of the times when viola pieces are written, a lot of them are just trying to like copy a violinist sound, to be completely honest, or a cello sound. Well, because to be honest, there isn't really a ton of rep for viola. So for right. a long time, like violists were having to read like cello and violin pieces. Mm -hmm. just like transposed for viola mm -hmm. so the piece i was just telling you about is a 20th century piece and i feel like that's the time when like composers like really started utilizing the sound of the viola but mm -hmm. yeah i i think that's the main reason why is just to like copy a violinist sound to be honest so what about the g-string I really like the G string. I think oh, yeah? the G string is like super underrated. I don't know. It's just like it's also super dark, but like not as dark. <laughs> I'm like, mm. wow, super good at explaining things. <laughs> good. But it's just like, I don't know the way it resonates on my viola. It just like projects so well and like vibrato sounds so good on it. And like there are so many things where like Mr. Purdy will ask us to do it like Sol C or Sol G just because the tone that those two strings have on the viola is just like so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love the G string so much. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I find interesting is that like the viola is tuned. Um, the, the, the top three strings of the viola are the same tones as the bottom three strings of the violin. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it. The viola is an octave higher than the cello, right? Yes. The all four strings are tuned the same, an octave higher. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the D string would be your third string. Um. What? What are its characteristics? Besides dark. Yeah. You've said that twice now. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say dark. I feel like <laughs> the D string. Oh man. I don't want to say it's dull. <laughs> But it's just like, I don't, I don't even know how to do, like begin with the D string. I feel like it's a toned down A string. So it's like bright, but not like super bright. <laughs> but not and like it's super like, dark either. Here's how I would describe it. The D string is like super light. Like whenever I play okay. it, it just feels like very light and like brushy. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And just has like an uplifting kind of tone. Okay. And then the okay, I see that. A string. <laughs> the A string is so fun. I love the A string. <laughs> it's just like a punch in the face a little bit. What? You yeah. love being punched in the face? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Heard <laughs> it here first. <laughs> Don't put that in. Cut that. Cut that. No, I'm just kidding. No, we cut nothing. <laughs> we let um, the people know the truth. And nothing but the truth. 
But no, um, the A string is just like super bright and it just projects. Like it projects more than the G string. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times violists will use a different like brand of A string than the rest of their strings just to really like accentuate the brightness of the A. Interesting. Sparkles. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Good one, Taylor. Yeah, I'm hilarious, aren't I? Yeah, you are. Um, that's I I find that um, you know, it, it's 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 weird to me as a saxophonist, um, thinking about the different strings because um, they intersect their ranges intersect with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, however, on a saxophone, you have like pretty defined ranges. Um, yeah. and when they do intersect. Those are alternate fingerings. Those aren't like part of the, you know, part of that re- register almost. And so as as a saxophonist, it's a little bit weird to me. But um, one thing I, I really am. Uh, you, you remember, um, you, you know, Alan, right? The uh, yes. his piece Sanguine Serenade. Yes. We brought him on uh, to talk about that piece. Um, did you listen to that podcast? Yes, that was. I love that piece. It's so a gorgeous much. piece. Like, um, oh, I yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, are you familiar with uh with that piece? Have you have you read it or like seen it? I've heard it. I haven't like read the music. Okay. What to you um what why do you think that worked so beautifully well? Especially for viola. Yeah. Well, I think because, like, Alan is a violist, obviously, he has, like, a great understanding of, like, how to use the range of the viola. And, you know, you start with this emotion, and then you kind of, like, I don't know what Alan's, like, thought process was, but, like, for me, (laughs) when I listen to that piece, it, like, is clear to me that, like, he had a motive in mind. And just, like, mm-hmm. started with the opening notes, which are just, like, so beautiful and, like, captivating. Oh, yeah. It's, like, he just, like, really draws you in with oh, yeah. the notes that he chose. And yeah, I think, like, a lot of that... That glissando, amazing. it's just, like, the double stop with the glissando. Yeah, it's yes. just, like, oh. It's yes. such a, it's, like... Oh, my heart's It's the country vibe. I, no, it's not, it's not country. It's... No, it's that, very, like, open past like pasture kind of vibes that i yeah, get from it's, it. it yeah like rural yeah. yeah i don't know it's 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 such a i i don't want to say country but it does have that twangy sound but it doesn't sound like country music it's like yeah a the what country music should be you know yeah in yeah. my opinion <laughs> yeah not um, like you know a cold beer a straw hat <laughs> solo cup. and girlfriend left and then you have the dog and then the truck and then also beer and then the bo have song is great i i don't understand country music they're all the same every single they country are music. Um, yeah anyway so yeah, that and I interrupted you, but like, God, that that piece really, that 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 glissando really just gave it that. And so, why do you yeah. think that fits so well on the viola? Like, Honestly, like now that I'm thinking about it, like it fit Alan really well too, like just yeah. his playing style. But I think mm-hmm. okay, and his voice lot, and like how he presents himself, 
That's yes. Like it was such like an Allen piece, and mm. it's just like so beautiful. But like, Agreed. especially like watching him play it, like a lot of the musicality and the way it works is like from the right hand, like from the bow. Just the way in which he uses the bow to like create the sound that he wants. Like, I think that's the main mm-hmm. reason like why it works so well is because Alan like knows how to use his right hand as like a tool. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like a lot yeah. of the music we play as string musicians comes from our right hand. That's where like all the musicality is going to come from. And that's where your intentions are going to be made clear is like how you use your bow hand. Mm hmm. Right. I think the analogy to make is air with Mm -hmm. uh, wind instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't have the right airstream, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the main reason it works is just like how he used his bow. Yeah. I I, think like trombone specifically and sorry to cut you off, but no, you're good. I, I feel like trombone specifically has a lot of similarities with like string instruments like um without yeah a, without, i've heard like, that a lot uh, fretboard um just mm-hmm. because you know like i don't have anywhere that tells me where to put my slide besides really just, like, the bell which is like a round third position but even well, then yeah yeah but it even changes then, like every single partial is like tuned differently yeah and has its own like tuning just based on the harmonic series and also it um, changes depending on like harmonic context and the weather as well yeah. yeah and weather yep yeah and so, so i feel like yeah. the the air is like my uh, is like your right hand and my slide mm-hmm. is like your and my right hand is like your left hand <laughs> you know Bear, sure. um we've had him on a couple times he plays cello and trombone and yeah. um when he was first learning trombone um he was like really struggling because his right hand would move to make the note on cello but he had to have the right hand move before he made the note on trombone. And it was very confusing for him. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, get that. Yeah, that would be so confusing. That. Anyway, um, we're, we're way off topic. But yeah, the, the right hand, um, it, it really, like, when he, when he did the, the, the cross, like, four string um, mm-hmm. thing and full range of the viola, like, I... That really tugged at my heartstrings. No pun intended. Yeah, that piece like, just it, does something for me, man. Like I and, just, I love that piece. Like yeah, that is, that is so weird. Probably one of my all-time favorites. Like yeah. out of everybody, it's crazy. It's it's interesting. Um, it's fascinating to me that he can make it sound so gorgeous with such an imperfect instrument. And I mean, I I keep saying that, but it's nothing like trashing on violas. It's just how it's designed. Right, yeah. but Definitely, it yeah. can truly sound amazing. You just have to use it the right, a, a different way than other string instruments. Yeah, than other, yeah. yeah, it's its own unique string instrument mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, so you should. That's another write it thing. Like most. That's another thing I don't really get is like a lot of people think the viola is like super easy. Like I don't know <laughs> if you guys have no heard instrument that. is super easy. Like I hate it when people think that. I know. I'm like, thank you for discrediting everything I've done. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, saxophone like, is just blowing air and pressing buttons. Yeah, I played the saxophone for woodwind tech like these past few weeks. Oh my god, it's so hard. <laughs> it's I'm easier like... to start on saxophone than it is like clarinet and flute, but like all instruments are difficult. They're they're all hard, and I like yeah, I can't. They each have their own learning curves. Yeah, yeah. 
like to them. Like, like for instance, um, pianos, a uh, pianists, I believe, start. You can't at a sound higher... bad on piano. You can't have a bad sound on piano. Yeah, yeah, that's what Which I was saying. Which is nice. Uh, yeah. you, you can't, you can't have a bad sound on piano. You can have a bad sound on trombone, however. Mm-hmm. But you can sound so bad like on the piano. Learning, yeah. The learning curve, it's the learning curve is weird. extremely different. Yeah, because, but like, and, and the music is also like tailored to fit that as well. Right. Because like, you know, you don't see. Um, oh, I thought you were saying my name. <laughs> it took oh, me no. a second to realize <laughs> what you were just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the music is also tailored to the instrument. Mm-hmm. It makes it, you know, like it makes things pretty even across the board. Like you're not um, like you're not going to be able to play a pianist part on, you know, bass trombone. God, right? no. Because sometimes it's just crazy fast but they can do that because they don't have to worry about you know making the right tone or anything they just have to worry about you know pushing keys mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like each instrument is unique and to compare them all to each other is dumb because it is, each instrument is very different yeah yeah a lot of people think the viola is like super easy for some reason i cannot tell you why but it's just like something I've heard like my entire life. Just like a lot of people being like, oh, the violin is so much harder. The cello is so much harder. Like, and both of them are incredibly hard. But I think when it comes to the viola, it is so hard to make it like sound good mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. it sound like the way it's supposed to. Coming from a wind instrument, it like having a good sound on string. I've tried to play a string instrument. It is it's so hard. difficult. Yeah. It was really hard. But, like, what's different about, like, the viola and, like, the violin or the cello is, like, what you're saying. It, it is, like, the imperfect instrument. And I think that's why, like, a lot of the times people don't like the viola is because, like, you hear the viola in a very, like, juvenile way. And to be honest, it doesn't sound good. Like, if you go into, like, a <laughs> middle school and... Like, take middle school Kate, if I listen to, like, the way she played viola, it's disgusting, you know? <laughs> but it's, like, once you get a good violist who, like, knows how to manipulate the instrument to make it sound beautiful, like, there's nothing like it. Truly. It's like, and chef's kiss. And it kind of... One, one, one analogy that I like to think about when thinking about um, viola is, you know, the most beautiful parts of music that it doesn't have to be perfect like no, yeah. the the whole concept of like oh you missed a note is bad it's like whatever because yeah. like the, the the most beautiful thing about it is that it's human right and i think the viola is really really interesting because it, it kind of encapsulate encaps encapsulates encapsulate <laughs> whatever <laughs> that uh concept because like it it is very human it is very imperfect. It has flaws. And regardless of those flaws, it is still beautiful. And that is really analogous to who we as people are, I think. Yeah. That is so beautiful. I could start crying. That's so poetic, bro. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. So, so what oh. is your favorite thing to see in viola music? I was literally about to ask that same question. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys are so on top of it. Look at Jumped you go. On the gun. Two great well, minds you know, think alike. Notes, so I gotta gotta pay attention. Oh God, <laughs> I'm gonna kick you out of the server. <laughs> Do it. Do it. You'll never find a better co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Oh my goodness. You guys are fun. <laughs> I sounded like a mom, like, oh my gosh, you guys are so fun. <laughs> you guys fun. are so much fun. I love this. So <laughs> it much. sounds like Ava, not gonna lie. She was like she was having a blast with us. I really enjoyed working with her on that. Ava's yeah, that was the a fun best. podcast. I want that was her a to very marry fun me. podcast. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> What's I your favorite thing woman. to do? What's your favorite thing to see? Obviously, sea string. Like as I said. Whoa. Yeah. Put, That's crazy. Put as much sea string as you'd like. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, just utilize the range of the instrument is like really amazing. Like just having, there are so many different like emotions or like colors that can be portrayed with the viola, and it's like really awesome when we get to do like multiple of those. <laughs> mm -hmm. Multiple emotions would be great. <laughs> but um. Yeah, honestly, like anything you can think of would be really awesome. I love it when there's something that's like soul C and it's just like really high on the instrument, but it's like not too high. <laughs> the nice like seventh or eighth position range is really awesome just because it sounds like super amazing. Um, yeah, and fast notes are fun for sure. Love it. And Honestly, I also love when I'm playing a piece right now and there's like four F's in it, which is like for Tissimo or something. But it's just like <laughs> so fun because you can just go as hard as you want. And like, obviously, the instrument isn't going to break. So you just like get to go ham and like go in the string. <laughs> I love that so much. There's a concerto called the Schnitka Concerto for Viola. Watch your language. Schnitka. <laughs> Schnitka. But oh my goodness, I it's on my viola bucket list and it's just so cool because it's just like sawing into the strings for like the first like five minutes and it's just like crazy. It's so cool. But yeah, mm -hmm. stuff like that is just really awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more stuff. Pizzicato. I wish that like more viola stuff had pizzicato because viola pits is very delicious eat that right up um <laughs> but yeah Balance i think breakfast. that's <laughs> i eat viola pits for breakfast i wake okay. up <laughs> yeah it's nice short and sweet short and sweet meal <laughs> short exactly but yeah I think that's that's most of it sweet yeah my favorite like my favorite thing that happens like ever um, is in the it's it's not like in a viola piece it's in a cello piece, mm -hmm. but I just love the way the violas play it. It's in the um Edward Elgar cello concerto, mm -hmm. where um the cello's running up to the high note is like da 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 da, and then the violas take over the melody and it's so amazing. Yeah. Oh, I actually got to play that like a couple times in high school. Bro. So so fun. It we is played so the cello yeah. part. That's I want to hear that piece live because I've never heard it live before. Um, that's, oh, that's one of my favorite pieces of all time, for sure. I told Dr. Hodges, I was like, next semester, I'm going to do the Elgar cello concerto. And he like slammed his door in my face. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dr. Overplay. Hodges. He's funny. <laughs> yeah, we get in fights a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs>
right. What's your what 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 are the extended techniques for um viola that are really effective? Um you know, like just like stuff to practice. <laughs> That's me rephrasing your question, right? Like No, just, no, no, like, like what you like to techniques. Yeah, composing um um what be, be, because I really enjoy playing like Altesimo stuff or like multiphonics, um, which are like Alto Saxon um, extended techniques. What what mm-hmm. specific techniques do you enjoy? Like what double stops, um, left handed picks at three hundred beats per minute, or something like that. <laughs> oh man, left hand pits. You don't see that a lot on viola, to be honest. Um, it's because it's kind of larger, and so it's harder to reach your hand over than violin. It's so hard. And okay, so do you know who Paganini is? Yes, of course okay. I do. <laughs> I just had to ask because, like, I was talking to someone and they didn't know who Paganini was. Okay, anyway. I hope they weren't, like, associated with the music department. Were they? Please don't say that. I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> no. Oh, oh God. <laughs> but it's okay, That's, you know. <laughs> it's That's okay. disappointing. I, I, but I'm so I used glad to that they were Bach educated. And Beethoven were the same person when I before I came to music school. Huh? And I came you also here thought and I was that like, no, they're different Chopin people. was the way to pronounce right. it. Oh yeah, Chopin. <laughs> like, yeah, I really chopping. like Chopin. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so yeah, a lot of people don't know that Paganini also played the viola. Um, I think I knew fact. that. God, who I told pro- me that? I you probably, probably told, told me you that. that. Yeah. Because yeah. I like to brag about it because a lot of people like to ignore the fact that he played the viola. <laughs> and he also said that the viola was harder than the violin. Anyways. Ooh. Oh, and <laughs> that makes him always right. Yeah, okay. Um. Okay. Anyways. But he composed a sonata <laughs> for viola. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ, Taylor. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, anyway. You know what? At this point, I just kind of ignore Taylor's snide comments, and I just keep oh, going. I do too. You know. Yeah. You know, I love our energy, I Kate. Like, like about it, I love our energy too, Taylor. Like whenever like we see each other in the hall, it's just like <laughs> staring at each other. Like what? <laughs> like dear God, this one again. <laughs> oh God, why are you here? Like, oh God, he's back. Yeah, you know I love what? her energy. It's so funny. It makes me. I respect, it makes my day. I respect that Taylor challenges me. You know, with what? Like, you challenge me to like. It's keep your mentally. Cool. Oh. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah, you definitely challenge me to like keep my cool. There's a couple times where I had to like. I definitely had to walk away because I was like, I'm gonna say something that I'll yeah, just like regret. Yeah, she's muted her mic a couple times. <laughs> I'm like, God. We're gonna get the audacity file, which you can't mute, and we're just gonna hear God, mother, <laughs> this little gremlin. Remember that, um, Adrian, that one time when you were uh, when you muted yourself and you like turned to the side and you're like, Yeah, I'm on like, a yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But I I deleted it because obviously we don't want that in the thing. But like, well, I, yeah. I was like, What the. That's so funny. That's funny. I love oh. that so much. Anyway, Kate, um, I love our energy. You were saying something. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. It's okay. I do. It was about Paganini. <laughs> All right. Well, you're saying yeah. something about like, I challenge you. Like, am I, what, what do you mean? I challenge you. 
like mentally does that make sense like you challenge me to you challenge me to come up with like new ways to justify my instrument justify your instrument yes oh my gosh taylor (laughs) do you not remember the conversations we've had and you said the saxophone could replace the viola no okay i can get into that um it's not the saxophone could it's they did the saxophone did replace the uh, viola um well Uh, all string instruments that's why there are no string instruments really in concert band is that the full saxophone uh, quartet is basically taking the place of string instruments um, yep. because yeah, they concert they, band. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's string bass, but like really like the, that's why there's no, also that's why there's no saxophones in orchestra. Um, mm-hmm. it's, and like th- that's what I was saying. It's not like, Oh, saxophones yeah. well, took over. That's strings, one of the reasons Al- but, <laughs> Adolf sax is also just a terrible person. Well, no, wait, what? Yeah. Everybody hated him. No, everyone hated the saxophone. Yeah, because what do you of mean? him. What do you no, mean hated? Because, no, I, the French people hated that. No, yeah, French people hated the saxophone because they didn't want to hear. They they wanted to keep the orchestra as it was. I don't think That's people fair. hated Adolf Sax. French people. French. Adolf Sax invented no, the flugelhorn like, and. Yeah, yeah, he was an instrument inventor, and he was super cocky all the time. Oh, I didn't know. So this. like nobody ever wanted to work with him. Yeah, I I talked to Ryan Hansen a little bit about it. Um, so you could talk to, you could talk to Ryan or we can have him on or we could talk about it when he comes on. Um, but yeah, Adolf Sachs was not a great guy. Oh, was any music know. person a great guy? Wagner. No. Oh, oh yeah. Taylor. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you are from Idaho. <laughs> Just drop the bomb. All right. Um, yeah. So I, I, <laughs> But anyway, okay. Challenge so what, you to justify your instrument. What like in new ways, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know, understand some, your wording, but I think I know what you're going for. No, like sometimes, like, Linda will tell me something about the viola, and I'll be like, ooh, this is great stuff to use against Taylor. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, or I'll be just like, so- reading, I was reading the history of the viola, and I was like, marking stuff to show you. <laughs> I was like, I, I have to show that. Taylor. <laughs> so I just like could not. Also, like there are so many people in the music department who just like to give me crap about the viola. So I like have to learn like new stuff like constantly, just so I can fend them off. <laughs> like Chris Crozier, how do you say his name? Chris, Chris Crozier. Crozier. Chris yeah, like Crozier. He and I have also gotten into like arguments about viola. So. Very, Very fun. Cool. Play Ride of Spring, you. the bassoon solo in front of him, and he's gonna get mad at you. He gets mad at me I... every single time. Yeah. Because I'm always definitely... just like Oh wait, no, it's on a C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just start playing it. <laughs> Honestly. Sometimes I like swing it. Maybe that's what I'll just like, oh my god. This is the most significant your thing your instrument has done. <laughs> <laughs> I just think super <laughs> Oh my god. If we have Chris oh onto the god. podcast, I dare you to say that to him. Oh no. Oh no, dude. He'd hate me for life, bro. Okay, is Devin near you right now? Um, he's asleep. Oh, okay, Dang. good. When he yeah. listens to this podcast, he's gonna hear that and be like, oh god. Yeah. I love the bassoon, don't get me wrong. Oh, I love the bassoon too. It's, it is it's a one great of my instrument. favorite instruments. 
I love the big rain stick. <laughs> I love the rich man's kazoo. It's great. Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, Devin just woke up. Oh, damn. Hi, Devin. Hi, Devin. Oh, good. We were talking about the bassoon. Just in time. Just in time. So, Kate, I was yeah. curious. Do you think the viola pairs really well with a single instrument or what instrument does the viola pair best she with, still hasn't think? finished the paganini thought oh, oh yeah okay 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 um, that'll be for later then yeah okay. i'll wait okay so should i keep I talking about paganini? i'll write track. it down <laughs> new instrument i i got it up in here it's all good okay you got it okay so extended techniques right techniques paganini yeah so, yeah, Paganini composed this viola sonata. Oh, my God, it's so good, but so hard. I It's also on my viola bucket list. I'm, like, saving that for, like, senior year, though, because <laughs> there's nice. left-hand pits in that. But that's the only piece I know of that uses left-hand pits, and I think it's just because it's, like, one of Paganini's, like, signature moves that he used. But, yeah, so left-hand pits isn't really used, like... You can definitely, I would suggest that if, like, one, like, a composer was trying to, like, incorporate left-hand pits for viola, they should pair it with an open string. Yeah. Because I think yep. that's, like, really cool. That happens a lot, but... Also, it's easier, because yeah, so otherwise you're holding your, like, index finger and middle finger down, and you're trying to move other fingers, and yeah. that's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not... <laughs> So yeah, if you it's paired like playing it like a with Bach an open fugue on string, piano, you're like trying to play one figure uh, and then like another figure in the same hands. Like God, it's, how they do yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It will make me want to quit viola. Like definitely. Sorry. Maybe butt. that's our goal. Anyway, oh, so. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Took me a minute it's to okay, process Taylor, what you, you said. Taylor, you don't have to push me that far. I'm on the edge right now. <laughs> oh, yikes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, so what else um, did Paganini do? Like, for the viola? Yeah, just curious. Honestly, he, like, didn't compose much, but he, like, it was kind of funny kind of how ironic, Paganini... Which he's, like, one of the most famous composers to anyone outside of... Actually, mm -hmm. small uh, segue... Um, you know, Paganini was a major influence on metal guitarists, mm. and that's yeah. why their guitar solos sound actually very similar to Paganini. So that, yeah. that does make sense. Yeah, I love metal. I music. learned that from Chris Hess. We should have him on too. That'd be cool. Heck yeah, that would be cool. I love Hess. Anyway, so Paganini, he didn't compose much. No, not for the viola, because the way Paganini mm. came about, um playing the viola which i read this in a book called the history of the viola <laughs> oh therefore it's always correct okay um taylor everything go ahead and, you read is always true go ahead and mute yourself especially okay. on the internet. <laughs> everything well, on the internet, no one's Did ever you read said it on any the lies on the internet no ever. it's like an actual book from the bsu library uh-huh uh -huh. and okay. linda told me to read it oh okay all right cool credibility built anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah i went on amazon and i typed in the first one <laughs> i'm like viola paganini wikipedia great no but YouTube. um <laughs> youtube was paganini 
realist question mark anyway, no but and you just click on something like really click bait, <laughs> click bait with like the neon background and all that garbage yeah Red anyway arrow. yes exactly but paganini like started playing the viola like a little bit later in his life because mm-hmm. he like wanted a new challenge and yeah he like played it for quite a bit of time and he just like talked about how hard the viola was was slash is and it's just like really epic but nice you know what i find interesting um you know languages are when you say like um certain languages are harder than others it's not true um the 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 way to like really think about it is like how languages transfer to others so from english to spanish it takes less time to learn than from like english to mandarin or something and so it's hard and going backwards is the same thing um, and so it's harder to learn that. And so I'm curious about the parallel to instruments. Like for me, playing clarinet, it's a little bit easier than um, like me playing strings. Right. However, for you, if you switch to violin, it'd be a lot easier for you um, than switching to a wind instrument because you don't use your air like that. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, I, I'm just curious about those parallels. Um, and with um viola like viola the violin um i mean paganini went the other direction um and he said it's really difficult and i'm curious um what your opinion have you tried violin coming back actually no you started on violin i'm curious someone who went to violin from viola and if they would say a similar thing yeah i honestly yeah because then you also have to take into account like uh people's lives as well because yeah you know experience is important instrument like very Mm -hmm. very early on in his life when the brain is very you know susceptible to change whereas Mm -hmm. he learned the viola later in his life when his brain was a little bit more developed and it was harder to create yeah pathways wasn't paganini like a child prodigy yeah yeah he like did stuff when he was like four if i remember correctly probably not he's crazy yes literally like insane (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah um because he started on violin and he had those roots switching to viola must have been really difficult for multiple reasons and so i'm 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 not saying viola is not difficult i'm just curious about the um from a more um from i'm trying to find the most objective viewpoint you know and i'm not saying you're biased but you're biased well, yeah. Um, so <laughs> overall bias. It's not. Like yeah, a I'm trying to find the most most objective viewpoint than subjective. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think objective. I really know anyone who like started on viola and then went to violin. I think Alan did. No, I think Alan, Alan started violin. on violin and then yeah switched to viola in high school. Yeah, it's because they're like, oh, there's so much more money on this other one. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that is a big part like of it. Like, why you switched to oboe. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a big part of it for sure. Why the clarinetist switched to oboe? Money! <laughs> yeah, I think a big part of it, too, is, like, a lot of programs, especially, like, in Idaho, don't... No, actually, we have a pretty good viola community in Idaho, but, like, in a lot of places, the numbers for, like, violin to viola are just, like, insane. So it's just like never really balanced well. And you can and see so, that in the orchestra right now. Oh my gosh, yeah. They have it's like so three bad. times more violins. Than... It's so bad right now. Yeah. It's... You have like, yeah. how many violins do you have? You have you, there's um, 
And there's Alyssa. Violas, you mean? Did I say violin? Yeah. Oops, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's... You, Alyssa, and um, Alan. Alan. Alan, um, yeah. Okay, so we have you Annabelle. Have that grad student? Annabelle, Ian, Hattie. Right, right, yeah. But Alan's doing remote, so like... Okay. So it's like one less violist in orchestra. Which is... And then, like, because of COVID right now, like, a lot of the violists had to stay home because, like, mm -hmm. their family is getting COVID and stuff. So I remember for one concert, we literally had, like, three. Oof. Yeah, that was the, um, that was the holiday concert, right? Yeah. I remember that. That's a yikes just, from me. I was recording for you guys, and... Uh, yeah. And, like, even Sweet. listening to the recording of it, it's like... It just, yeah, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, it did not go well. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. G is going to work his magic. Actually, he probably already has. But um, and by the time this is released, the holiday concert will have already gone and passed. Um, yeah. So, Kate, um, what Adrian was saying um, with the other instrument that it pairs well with. Yeah, like if you were to like create like the optimal duet, it would be between viola and what? That's fun. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, I just feel like the saxophone would definitely overpower the viola. Yep. So <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. Like, yeah, yep. it would just be like. I feel like it'd be cool, but it just like wouldn't be optimal. Yeah, the um, remember my saxophone concerto? Um, yes. Yeah. The, the, the time like I thought it was pretty funny. There was a point where like the saxophone's like at fortissimo, and then I'm just like the orchestra's just not loud enough. Yeah. Um, and I kept trying to get you guys to be louder and louder, and it was just like it wasn't because I kept mm -hmm. overpowering you, which felt weird. It feels wrong that as a saxophonist I can now overpower, which it makes sense because like the saxophone is built nearly halfway between a brass instrument and a clarinet uh, and a woodwind instrument. And yeah. so we can we can play nearly as loud as a brass instrument, but not to be as honest. loud. <laughs> not as loud. You obviously can play louder, but unless you're like, a tenor sax and then you're a chainsaw and just rip through every ensemble you're a part of, then you sound bad. But that's yeah. just the tone. I just don't understand that. But yeah, it, uh, um, I did I inter I interrupted you, um, and that was yeah. Saxophone and viola just would not work well together, mm -hmm. and I get that. Maybe soprano saxophone if they're like soft. Yeah. But what would? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I honestly love like viola with viola. Like, it's just like, it's little so biased. good. Uh, I'm a little biased. It's just like so good. Once again, viola with cello. I was going to um, I was going to say that. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been mine. You know what? Like, it's it's so infuriating to me, like how good they sound together and how little <laughs> rep like we have. For like you a viola and a cellist. Yes, please. That'd be okay. so amazing. Ava and I would play it. Yeah. Well, we'll do like this multi-track thing. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Bad. But no, I think Adrian, let's do a competition. Who can write the better uh, violin? Not violin. Viola cello. Taylor, you God, gotta yeah. You gotta watch yourself there. I'm gonna have to uh, um, censor every single time I say violin because that's a swear word for you guys. Yeah, um, quite literally it is. <laughs> just censored. That'd actually be really funny. That would be funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Taylor, I is there anything else uh, you wanted to ask? Um, so I feel like we should start wrapping things up. 
Yeah, we're like in total, we're at like nearly two hours right now. OMG. Yeah, with the pre show. Yeah, but this podcast is only 52 minutes now. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Oh, I was like, I was like, if you have money and you want to support us, you can go to our Patreon. Please. Uh, set up a donation. This one was really fun. Um, you'll get. You'll get uh, the Patreon pre-show that comes with that, which is just extra content every week that we do um, where we like, you know, riff with the guests for a little bit and we just riff with each other. It's a lot more casual, but and it's not specifically about music. It's about basically Should anything. I censor like it? this week. We talked about uh, Marvel <laughs> movies. Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and we also talked about um, cancel Religion. culture. And then we also talked about Jeff Bezos's uh, inevitable takeover of everything. So, so hot. It was quite the it was quite the quite the pre show one. Which you can sign up for on Patreon, baby. All right, <laughs> anyways. Kate, are there any socials you'd like to plug? Like a music Instagram or a SoundCloud or anything like oh, that? Oh um yeah, follow my Viola Instagram account. Oh yeah? I th- I think it's forty hours Kate. Okay. I wonder yeah. where you like got the 40, 40 hours, hours from. I have no idea. That's so mm. crazy. That's such an original idea. That's crazy. Yeah, whenever I do my 100-day uh, uh, challenge thing, I do hashtag Ling Ling 40 hours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If only. If only we All could right. be as good as Ling Ling. Oh only oh, man if i was able to spend 40 hours a day on music dude that'd be crazy i would i'd be inevitable no yeah i would no too. hesitation I heartbeat if, I like, probably... if me, i don't have to do this uf dog crap dude like let's go if i didn't have to sleep uh, i'd be so much more productive you know i probably I, wouldn't i'd be unstoppable <laughs> i'd probably just watch tiktok for eight hours that's fair that's fair i'd probably just watch stand-up yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to watch the office and then it would, it would actually hit me and I'd be like, I have so much more time to play video games. That's, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to think I'd practice more, but I'd probably be like, wow, I can watch so many more shows. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Is there anything yeah. else you guys would like to talk about or add or anything? I think we should have a podcast with Ava and... Um, uh, you. That's such I a good agree. idea. And it's I not agree. like I don't think we'll have be them like, on when we write their pieces. Yes. Right. It would be like a, you guys to discern who wins. Guys, that's a great idea. Okay, I would that's actually, actually fire. That. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, we'll do it. All, All right. right. So this has been Take Note. And as always, take care and take note.